0: Chicken Little, a read-aloud storybook adapted by Lisa Ann Marsali and illustrated by the Disney storybook artist. A chicken with a past. Dong, dong, dong. Emergency! Chicken Little yelled, pulling the bell rope at the school tower as hard as he could. Run for your lives! Down below, everyone in town heard the big bell ring out over oaky oaks. They dashed into the streets screaming. The sky is falling, shouted Chicken Little. The sky is falling. Soon, everyone was following Chicken Little to the old oak tree, where he said the sky had fallen and actually hit him on the head. But there was no piece of sky on the ground, and everyone stared at Chicken Little, waiting for an explanation. Finally, Chicken Little's dad, Buck, took charge. It's okay, everyone, he called out. It was just an acorn that hit my son. Chicken Little hung his head in shame. Not even his father believed him. A year later, the citizens of Oaky Oaks still remembered Chicken Little as that crazy little chicken. They were even making a movie about his terrible mistake. But Chicken Little had a plan. One moment destroyed my life, right? He said to his dad. So... I figure all I need is a second great moment to erase the previous first moment. Huh? What do you think? Buck sighed. Don't call attention to yourself, he told his son, dropping him off at the bus stop. Lie low. Soon, the school bus arrived and all the kids raced to the doors. Tiny Chicken Little was knocked down and left lying on the ground as the school bus pulled away. Plucky guy that he was, he picked himself up and ran after the bus. Bet he might have caught it too if that school bully Foxy Loxy hadn't dropped a bag of acorns out the window. Chicken Little slipped and slid until he landed with a thud. Determined to make it to school on time, Chicken Little raced across the street and got stuck on a wad of gum as the morning traffic headed right towards him. Chicken Little pulled a lollipop out of his pocket licked it, then stuck it to the back of a passing car. The car pulled him free just in time, and Chicken Little felt the thrill of success. He also felt oddly chilly because he lost his pants. Hiding all the way, Chicken Little raced to school in his underpants. He wouldn't be able to enter through the front door, so he bought a soda from a nearby machine, shook it up, and launched himself through an open window. Once at his locker, he folded a page of his math notebook into a pair of paper pants. Now he was finally ready to face the day. Chicken Little caught up with his friends, Runt, Abby, and Fish in gym class. They were playing a furious game of dodgeball. Chicken Little told Abby his plan to make everyone forget the sky is falling, isn't it, by doing something great. Just then, Chicken Little watched in horror as Foxy Loxy slammed a ball at Abby's face. That does it, declared Chicken Little, defending his duck friend from the fox bully. We were in a time out, Foxy. Prepare to hurt. But Foxy Loxy's sidekick, Goosey Lucy, grabbed Chicken Little and flung him against the window as he slid down. Chicken Little accidentally grabbed the fire alarm. The siren went off, and so did the overhead sprinklers. That afternoon, the principal gave back an earful behind closed doors. Chicken Little waited on the bench outside. He felt awful. He was disappointed his father again. And to make matters worse, the display case in the hall was still filled with all trophies from Buck's days as a star baseball player. Buck had never been a loser. Suddenly, Chicken Little got an idea. He could join the baseball team. Maybe things would turn around and everyone would forget about his big mistake, once and for all. Chicken Little's plans seemed doomed from the start. Being the tiniest player on the Oaky Oaks Acorns baseball team, he always sat on the bench. Then, in the final game against the Spud Valley Taters, Chicken Little was miraculously called into the plate. I won't embarrass you, Dad, Chicken Little whispered as he looked into the stands. Not this time. After two strikes, Chicken Little prepared for the third pitch. Today is a new day, he told himself, as he swung the bat with all his might. And to everyone's surprise, he got a hit. Chicken Little's legs pumped furiously as he ran around the bases. But when the pint-sized player slid into home plate, he was called out. The crowd groaned until the announcer shouted, Wait, wait. The umpire dusted away the mound of dirt that covered Chicken Little's foot. Safe. The runner is safe. The acorns have won. Chicken Little was now the new town hero. Back at home, Buck and his son had a great time reliving Chicken Little's winning home run. I guess that puts the whole skies falling incident behind us once and for all. Hey, kiddo, asked Buck. You bet, Dad, Chicken Little answered happily. He felt sure they were finally on the way to the close relationship he had been longing for. Next chapter chapter of the skies falls again. After Buck went downstairs, Chicken Little gazed out his window. Suddenly, one star fell out of the sky and straight through Chicken Little's window. However, it wasn't a star at all but a strange panel that changed colors. It looked exactly like the piece of sky that had fallen on him one year earlier. Chicken Little gasped, "Ah, No! It's impossible! Chicken Little telephoned his friend, Abby, Runt, and Fish, and they stopped the karaoke and raced over to help. Abby took one look at the panel and said, Okay, let me guess. You haven't told your dad yet. Abby, please, Chicken Little begged. This is exactly what fell on me the first time. There is no way I'm bringing this up again with him. Meanwhile, the piano floated off the ground and zoomed out the window with fish on top of it. Chicken Little, Abby, and Runt raced outside to find fish. They couldn't see their friend. Instead, they saw a glowing light stick up in the sky. It was the same light stick Fish had been holding during karaoke earlier that night. Fish was invisible, but his light stick wasn't. Chicken Little and Abby chased after the zooming light as fast as they could. Runt did his best to keep up. The chase led the friends to the baseball stadium. Suddenly, a fierce cyclone swirled around them. They ran to the safety of the dugout just in time to see a spaceship. The strange ship hatch opened, and two scary-looking aliens with long tentacles climbed out. Poor fish, wailed "Rut, He's gone. Gone, man. But then, miraculously, fish appeared, waving from the top of the ship. The two aliens floated across the ball field and disappeared into the night. The frightened friends climbed into the spaceship to rescue Fish. As they made their way along a dark, creepy corridor, Chicken Little stopped to examine a furry orange creature floating in a blue light. The fascinated Chicken winked, and the furry thing winked back. As Chicken Little hurried onward, he did not notice that the little creature was following him. The three friends continued their search nervously, calling Fish's name. Then, Chicken Little spotted a screen of slime with Fish's skeleton in it. Runt nearly fainted. To their enormous relief, Fish looked like his old self. Popped out from behind the screen. Did they hurt you, Happy asked, knocking on Fish's helmet. Don't tap the glass, Chicken Little told her. They hate it when you do that. Meanwhile, Runt made a horrifying discovery. It was a glowing map of a trail of planets, and on the trail was Earth. The aliens' attack plan was clear. Where next, Chicken Little gulped. The reunited friends ran back towards the hatch as fast as they could. Unfortunately, the aliens had returned. The two aliens looked at the empty blue light shaft where the furry orange creatures had been, Then they began to chase Chicken Little and his friends. Chicken Little, Runt, Abby, and Fish dashed to the hatch with all the aliens close behind. They made it out just ahead of the aliens and headed towards the woods as fast as they could. After the four friends had made their way through the trees, they tripped and rolled down a steep hill into a cornfield. They hid terrified as the aliens searched the field. Suddenly, the alien's tentacles sprouted spinning blades, cutting down every cornstalk in sight. Chicken Little and the others darted through the planets, trying to desperately escape. And nobody saw the little orange creature watching them. We've got to ring the school bell to warn everyone, said Abby. Chicken Little and his friends ran frantically towards the school. But the doors are locked. Thinking quickly, Chicken Little launched his fizzy soda trick to launch himself to the bell tower. Down below, the aliens had cornered Rent, Abby, and Fish, and there was no time to lose. Chicken Little was about to pull the rope when memories of the last time he rang the bell came rushing back to him. He knew that he risked embarrassing his father and becoming the laughing stock of the town all over again. But... If he didn't ring the bell, he was risking the lives of his friends and everyone else in Oaky Oaks. So, Chicken Little bravely sounded the alarm. By the time the town folks arrived, the aliens had already fled back to the cornfield. Chicken Little urged the crowd to hurry with him to the baseball field where the spaceship had landed. But just before they went through the gate, the mayor made everyone halt he had found a penny and he wanted to pick it up. Well, when everyone finally made it to the stadium, the spaceship had disappeared. I I know this looks bad, Chicken Little explained, but there's an invisible spaceship right here. Chicken Little began throwing rocks in the air and trying to hit the ship to prove it was there. Hitting nothing, the rocks fell to the ground one by one. You see, There are these cloaking panels on the bottom that make it disappear. And I know this because one fell out of the sky and hit me in the head. It's the acorn thing all over again, someone shouted. No, wait. There were aliens, insisted Abby. They had three big red eyes and claws and hooks and tentacles, added Runt. I'm telling the truth, cried Chicken Little. Dad, I'm not making this up. You've got to blame me this time. But Buck didn't believe him. I can't tell you how embarrassed I am, folks. Buck managed an awkward smile as he spoke to the angry crowd. I'm really sorry about this, everyone. Buck took one last look at his son and then walked away. Chicken Little never had felt so alone. Meanwhile, the fuzzy orange creature from the spaceship was hiding nearby, and it watched as the alien craft grew smaller and smaller in the sky overhead. Left behind on a strange planet, it felt just as alone as Chicken Little did, and the creature decided to follow the only Earthling it recognized. Family Matters The next day, Okey Oaks was still not back to normal. Buck spent hours answering phone calls, emails, and even sky-written messages. Each one complaining about the total chaos Chicken Little had caused again. But the chaos was just the beginning. In the backyard, Chicken Little's friends were trying to cheer him up when suddenly the furry orange creature appeared. He seemed upset, but nobody could understand what he was saying except fish. As the alien babbled and blurbered, Fish translated for his friends. They learned that the furry creature was an alien child who had been accidentally left behind by his parents. Suddenly, a fleet of spaceships appeared over the town of Oakley Oaks. The aliens thought that Chicken Little had kidnapped the alien child. Buck raced to find his son, Buck raced to find his son. You were right. Alien invasion, Buck said when he found Chicken Little. I see that now. Chicken Little wanted to explain that it was a rescue, not an invasion. But he didn't think his dad would believe him. Instead, he ran off with his friends to help the little alien who was running desperately towards the spaceships. Buck caught up with his son in the movie theater. It was time for a much-needed heart-to-heart talk. You've been ashamed of me since the acorn thing happened, Chicken Little blurted out. Buck felt terrible for not blaming his son. It was time for a change. You need to know that I love you no matter what. Then Buck leaned down and hugged his son. It was all that Chicken Little ever wanted. Let's go, Abby shouted, pointing outside at the attacking aliens. Okay, Dad, Chicken Little said. Now we all have got to do is return this little helpless kid. This tiny little alien peered from behind the curtain. He leaped on top of Buck and began biting him. This orange bitey thing needs saving, replied Buck. Doubtful. I've never heard of such a crazy, crazy, wonderful idea. Just tell me what you need me to do. Well, come on, Dad, said Chicken Little, elated. We got a planet to save. Before they left the theater, a newly confident Chicken Little marched up to Abby. After planning a great big kiss on her bill, he announced, By the way, I would like to say I have always found you extremely attractive. Buck and Chicken Little headed outside, carrying the little alien with them. All around them, Aliens were sapping, everything with laser beams. We surrender, yelled Mayor Turkey Lurkey. Here, take the key to the city. But the aliens wouldn't stop. Beck and Chicken Little climbed with the little alien to the top of the town tower. They tried to give the child back to his parents, hoping to end the battle. Unfortunately, they were beamed aboard the spaceship instead. Three huge eyes appeared on the screen. Why did you take my child? A deep voice boomed. You were the one that left him behind, Buck tried to explain. The big voice interrupted him. Silence! Release the child! So Buck did exactly that. Suddenly, the screen shut it off and the alien child's parents, Tina and Mel, appeared. The parents weren't scary looking at all without their spacesuits on, and they were much friendlier after the child explained what really had happened. Grateful for the return of the child, the aliens quickly repaired the damage to the town. If I hadn't been for your son there, we might have vaporized the whole planet, Mel told Buck. Then he explained why they had stopped on Earth in the first place to pick acorns. Acorns were considered a special treat on Mel's planet. And so Chicken Little became the town's hero again. One year later, the town folks of Oaky Oaks crowded into the local theater to see Chicken Little the to see. Chicken Little, the true story. Through the, though at times it may feel like the sky is falling around you, never give up. The actor playing Chicken Little said heroically, for every day is a new day. The audience cheered at the end of the movie. Then they turned and directed their applause to Buck Buck and to Chicken Little. Chicken Little looked at his dad and smiled. It felt great being a hero, but it felt even better knowing that his dad would always be there for him. No matter what. The End Thank you for listening. If you would like to hear another story for me to read, please email me at booksforkids521 at gmail.com. And please share my podcast with your family and friends that have children that might enjoy this. Thank you and have a great evening.